0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shure Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come.
1: So, I think we've gone too long without getting to Joel and kind of discussing the whole night for him at this point. Um, Joel, the saddest part about last night to me, Joel after the game is running through all sorts of questions. It's like the only guy who actually sat and talked to anybody at length, which is just, you know, on brand. He's the only guy who showed up for the game, the only guy who really talked after the game. He essentially said, he's asked about the whole MVP hoopla on the ceremony and what have you. And he, he said that, and I agreed with him. He had, he thought that he handled it well, like had the emotions out, but he didn't play emotionally, like let the game mm-hmm. come to him. And I thought that was true. And then he goes on to say, like, he wished that they did this at like a different time, like the week between the playoffs and now. And, For a guy to have like that cool of a moment, where I think even people who dislike Joel, other fans, even people within this fan base, national writers who can't admit their biases, whatever, (laughs) yeah, they they probably watched Joel prior to that game go through his whole speech, bring out his son, break down emotionally, and say, "Man, what a what a cool moment for this guy to have like this whole journey." Having his parents there and Luke Bamute, who essentially made it so that he could have a basketball career by helping get him to the states, like, yeah, oh, really, really cool. And for Joel to come out of that game and essentially that, like, that moment and that atmosphere that he was in, and say something like that to me is the most dispiriting thing about the entire game because that should be, and I hope it still is, a moment that Joel remembers forever, like watching his son run to him as he is crowned the best player from this season. But like, man, that is just a real gut punch. If you're somebody in the organization or somebody on his team to to hear him say that after that game has to just sting.
2: Well, so I'll say this, like I look Joel, Joel, is allowed to feel how he feels about wanting to move it and i understand his point and i think you're you're so spot on that all those players like james you can buy joel a, Ro- a rolex and everyone can like chant mvp at him but where he needed you was last night to make sure his moment was not ruined but i'm i am happy joel got that moment last night and i'm happy they did it the way they did it because frankly this season might be going down the drain. And I'm happy that that moment happened for Joel because he deserved it. Uh, so I-, I just thought the whole thing was the most beautiful moment I've ever seen in a sporting event with my own two eyes. Like when Arthur runs out and Joel didn't just break down in tears. Like he completely let loose. It wasn't just a tear or two and let me wipe it away. The second he saw Arthur, he literally has full face crying and it was it was beautiful and he deserved it. And the atmosphere in the arena was crazy. I mean, the only thing I can compare it to, and you were, you were obviously there last night too, so you can speak on it, but it was one of the most emotionally charged arenas I've ever been in. I was at the Super Bowl in 2017 when they ran out onto the field to dreams and nightmares. And it was the same exact feeling, the same exact feeling of this is a moment, the chills you get, like the emotional energy of what's about to happen it was, it was comparable to that Super Bowl moment. So, I mean, I can just speak for me. I almost feel like it took me 20 minutes to kind of come down <laughs> to that moment. Like, I felt emotionally drained from it. I can't imagine having to go play basketball. And I'm not making excuses because Joel handled it great, but it's just so deflating that Joel gets that amazing, beautiful moment. And it's not even him that comes out poorly. It's the team. It's the team. And yeah, so... They fall behind right away and it just never felt, you know, they they keep it to seven or eight points all the time, but it never felt like they were going to get over that hump. And it just really, really sucks that Joel lost like Iverson when he got MVP in game five, he had an amazing game. He scored 52 points. They won the game. Joel had an amazing game too. They just didn't win. And I really do hope you're right that when he looks back, he, he doesn't remember this night poorly. Because he deserved that moment so much. Like, anyone that watched that, you, you, you can't hate on Joel anymore. Like, that was such a beautiful Philly sports moment. I'm happy he got it.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Yeah, so he was very good in that game after that. Like, I was very, as we've talked about. I was concerned that we were going to get emotional Joel during the game where yeah. he he just strays too far toward the side of, you know, playing out of control. But he didn't. Like I, I thought that was a real sign of maturity from him that, you know, after that early they're down what, like 14-4, he still, you know, kept yeah. composed, stayed where he needed to be. I thought his rim protection was awesome early in that game. It really is striking to me. It doesn't even really look like he's hurt for most of the time. I I think you can see the conditioning isn't all there, that second half's a game so far. He's looked tired as it gets deeper into a game, which, by the way, they have an afternoon game Sunday, which is just a disaster for them in terms of recovery. Joel for his injury, Harden for whatever the hell is going on with him (laughs) mentally and physically. but that was like that was a game from joel that that's good enough to go win that game he was good on the glass good at the rim good enough attacking like yeah he didn't score 35 and his efficiency was just okay but like that's that's about the level of performance that i expect yeah. from joel to try to win games that in this current state and to get so little from everybody else like here's the thing too I don't even know if you're Doc Rivers, what are the changes that you make to try to write this ship? Like you could play shake Milton or Daniel house junior and and mix it up. But like, I don't think either of those guys is like, Oh man, that guy's coming in and swinging the series and he's going to hit five threes or whatever. Like that's part of the argument for playing a guy like Niang Niang for all his issues at least he can like get hot and, and he might put you on a run that yeah sends you in the right direction. Like shake and house, you're essentially just hoping for like competent two way play. If that from, cause shake is kind of like back and forth on the seesaw as a defender yeah. a little bit, but I I just don't really know what the answer is. Like Jalen McDaniels, I think had the best plus minus on the team. And he probably had three or four record scratch moments where he had open shots last night and just had no interest in taking them. So like even the guys who you could look at the box score and say, Hey, he played okay. The eye test tells me, I don't think so, man. I don't think that guy was that good. And I, I just, I don't think they've had good answers this entire series.
2: Well, and well, just a few more things. And then I know you have a big day and we have, I have a busy one too. So we'll wrap this up. But um, I think the answer is what it's always been in the last few playoff rounds. Somebody has to step up. Like somebody has to step up. Joel is giving you the most he can give you right now. And I think that's, what's so amazing. It really dawned on me last night and it's not new, but it really kind of set in watching Joel has never gotten a, a an, out of body playoff performance from one of his teammates, right? We can say Jimmy Butler against Toronto, Jimmy was fine against Toronto. He averaged 22 points. Let's not act like he came out and averaged in the 30s, right? He wasn't good in game 5, he wasn't good in game 7. Ben Simmons awful against the Hawks. Ben uh, Ben Simmons didn't even play against the Celtics in the bubble. Early on in his career, you know, those are it almost feels like a different lifetime ago. But he Joel has never had something where you leave a series and go You know what? Joel was good, but they won this series because X really stepped up. Like, look at Denver, right? Jokic has advanced in the playoffs in the past because Jamal Murray has been unbelievable. Giannis wins a title because Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton step up and save him. And I think the most frustrating, like, so on-brand part is it it could end up being that the only game they win this series is the one Joel didn't play in right? Just because James was unbelievable in game one. But it's like the second Joel takes the floor, and I'm not blaming him for this, but the second Joel takes the floor, James just becomes completely disinterested in trying to to help him anymore. And it's just so frustrating that this deep in his career, you would think by luck he would get somebody that would have a performance in the playoffs where where they far outperform what's expected of him. But he's never, ever gotten it. And so what can Doc do? Look, Doc has to be better. He has to figure out a better plan on defense, which I can't believe is coming out of my mouth, but he has to figure out a better plan on defense. But ultimately, everyone just has to hope that Harden and Maxi decide to play better. That's that's point blank all it's gonna come down to. Are they going to play better? And if they don't, they might not win another game. If they can, if they can decide, we're gonna give you guys our B plus performances, then they, it's still a series because you win game four, it's a best of three, who knows what happens. But it, it's hard to it, it's hard to see that 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 coming out.